welcome to another episode of Market Overdrive. I was not ready for that. <laughs> With us, this uh, episode. <laughs> sorry. Cut. I wasn't Start even over. ready. No, cut. <laughs> sorry, over. Just kidding. Anyway, how are you, Graco? Good, good. I know you're a little flustered because we have a lot of people in studio today. <laughs> And Do you understand how long it takes to produce these shows and to sit down and actually come up with questions for the show? It really for takes- my co-host to come up with last-minute changes on the spot. Mm. It's insulting, right, ladies? And today's show is actually pretty amazing because at the end of the show, we're going to talk to one of my favorite friends from Latinistas. But before we get into the fun stuff, I wanted to get into the money-making stuff. And with us today is an expert from Home Depot. This is my buddy, Chris, and a lot of you people know that I've been doing a, a renovation here in the Ukrainian village, and we want to touch a little bit about how we were able to complete this project in the last 90 days, actually 84 days. 84 days. 84 days. So we have Chris from Home Depot here to talk a little bit about the pro desk and the importance of having a good, good team behind you to complete these projects. So Chris, welcome to Market Overdrive. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do at Home Depot. So my name is Chris Malik. I work for the Home Depot at North Avenue at store nineteen twelve. We're over at twelve thirty two North, or I'm sorry, West North Avenue mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago. So I am a pro department supervisor. Uh, I don't know how many of our viewers have actually been to Home Depot. I'm sure a lot. Who hasn't been to Home Depot, right? All I know uh, about Home Depot is the hot dogs. The hot dogs, they are really good. <laughs> um, when I'm stuck in the middle of a 12-hour workday, that's usually where I end up getting my lunch. I love um, it. So I run the ProDesk. So what does the ProDesk do? Uh, we basically are the tailor-made section for the store that deals with all our contractors, all our real estate developers, I guess, um, property managers, MRO, which is uh, maintenance and repair people. Uh, so that's what we do. We specialize in that. We uh, we can get large quantities set up. We we have a logistics department where we actually can get deliveries set up to uh, to job sites. So that, that that's, that's the majority of what we do. Primarily, the importance of the pro desk, in my opinion, is the fact that we can pre-order our material to be on site literally the next day. I can text Chris at any moment and say, "Hey, we need 250 pieces of lumber." 400 sheets of drywall and the order goes in immediately and we're on site the next day and this is one of the components of being able to complete a renovation in a timely manner is planning ahead a good tidbit uh, under my situation carla thank you for helping me find this property by the way when we found the property i already started working with my architecture architectural company as well as my expediter in getting these permits and if we're able to time this out in a timely manner reach out to your professional as well to order these materials in advance, it's going to make the project go a lot smoother. So basically your crew is constantly working every day on a different uh, component or aspect of that renovation. So I just wanted to give Chris and the North Avenue location a big shout out because this particular property here in Ukrainian Village, we were able to do it in less than 90 days and we did have some hiccups, right? Oh yeah. We did have some hiccups. Definitely. But the fact that we were able to plan ahead we were able to get through these these problems yeah i think one of my favorite moments of that was where we, our store got to be the the hero of the day when uh another store messed up a uh yeah. drywall drywall uh, delivery for you guys we we stepped in and we got you on the first truck the next yep. day just to make sure that you were going to hit that deadline yeah and that's one of the you know the most important things we do is building that connection with those customers mm-hmm. um such as yourself to uh make those things happen so keep in mind that if you are doing a major renovation and this was a complete gut of this particular home, make sure you reach out to these professionals over at Home Depot 
I know that I've been working with these guys for the last eight years on all of my renovations, and we greatly appreciate the help and the effort that you guys provided on this project. So, And we greatly appreciate the business. Thank you, Graco. Thanks for having us, guys. Uh, we are going to quickly move to the next segment. Carla and I are going to chat a little bit about well, I mean, I, not to devalue the, the, the whole product, right? I think it's important because one of the things that we didn't discuss was the pricing aspect of it. So if you do have a product that you found somewhere else, they're able to price match it or actually give you a better right, a better deal? Yeah, you guys do great things with the price matching as far as the, um, the discounts that are offered. Absolutely. Right? So there's a couple of programs that we have. Um, one of the programs we have is called the bid room or volume pricing program. So for contractors or, you know, people who are buying in bulk, one of the nice things that you can do is, um, the more you buy really, the more you save. Now, as a contractor, you set up a pro extra account with us. Um, and that gives you, um, openings up for even more, you know, uh, more discounts, which is great. And I know that we saved you quite a bit on, on a few deliveries. Yeah. There's a good tally of what we're spending. Um, it's adding up on our receipts Compared and to we're things. also seeing the discount through right. that. Um, and then through that pro extra too, one of the nice things that we offer you guys is a way to, a place to streamline all of your receipts and you can keep everything organized based off the project. Cool. So really and one cool. of the cool things about it as well, right? As a female flipper, um, mm-hmm. I flipped properties in um, the last two years. So for me, when I first started, it was kind of cool to go to the pro desk and kind of ask about the different tiles because yeah. I had ideas that I wanted, things that I saw on Pinterest. And then I would ask your pro desk and say, what are you seeing? What are other you know, developers, more tenure investors doing? And they always gave me ideas about you know colors, about what kind of tile people were using. Um, obviously, you don't want to do what everybody else is doing, but you also want to keep in mind uh, you know what's what the market is consuming so a lot of great information and just the accessibility to to you guys definitely one of the most important things that i preach at my pro desk is building that relationship with our customers um that's the foundation of everything that we do and through those relationships we gain our own experience and knowledge to impart on to other customers so that's one of the main things that i preach at my desk and i don't know if you do this for everybody but i actually had a contact there i believe her name is jackie and it was so long ago but i would text her (laughs) and ask her if there was a product that was available at her store versus another store. So I don't know if that's going above and beyond the customer service aspect of it, but I truly appreciated that because sometimes you do have different products at different stores, right? Oh yeah, definitely. And different stores can even have different pricing on products if something's clearance at one store versus another. But we definitely, um, the nice thing about us is we're all a big team at Home Depot. It's not just one store for one store. I have the contact of everyone at every store in the Chicago land area. So if you need a tile in my store and guess what, I don't have it, I'm going to go grab it from another store for you or they're going to send it over. And that's one of the things that you don't realize that you're going to a desk, but you're really buying into a whole team that's really behind you and willing to help you. And that's great advice, and I'm glad you're sharing that with our audience because I think it's important for people to see that and how it works. I specifically was investing in Dalton, right? So you're off, your, your store is here in Chicago, mm-hmm. and sometimes I would have stuff delivered there so then you guys could deliver it to the location. So don't get overwhelmed about the process. It's good to know that you have those kind of services available. Definitely. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us and coming to let us know what Home Depot is there to do for um, investors. So if you're looking to flip properties this year, um, go for it. There's so many people that can help you. How's, so again, how's your brother? project going, Graco? We're done. You're done? We're ready to hit the market. Um, we are probably, God willing, knock on wood, we're going to be able to showcase this weekend. I didn't want to tell Carla yet because she would be in my ear to make sure that she's able to get the keys in. So I'm going to put you on the spot just because I can. And that's what I do. I like to people get, you know, when I put you on the spot, then you make better decisions. Mm. So do we have a price for that property yet, Graco? 
<laughs> we do not. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so he's like the worst client in the entire universe. Do you understand how many conversations we had about comps with this kid? I mean, I've been giving him comps, comps comparables, comps, whatever. For I mean, like literally since he bought this property, he asked me the same question like, so what price do you think? So, so I'm calling people, I'm calling other realtors that have sold in the area because he doesn't trust me. I'm just, you know, I'm just Carla. She knows nothing. How long is it going to take him for, for him to sell that property? Mm-hmm. What price is moving? Staging or no staging? I mean, seriously, do you think this is fighting? Well, uh, on the show, <laughs> you know, this is the first time I ever used a realtor to sell a home. Oh, see, so now he's going to question my value. So I'm glad we have another realtor in the studio <laughs> about what value do we give our customers? How are you? Good. Hey, How are you? Thanks for having me. Back. Yeah, Melissa here from Sergio and Banks. Thank you so much for coming back. Thanks for having me. Telling us a little I'm bit about excited. what you're seeing in your market. Okay. And um, don't listen to Carla. Don't you love when you work with friends and that you have to like keep selling yourself to them as to why they hire a realtor? He doesn't need a realtor. Can you believe that? Well, you look, the, the reality wait, is did this. did she sell you the property? Thank you. She, she found the property. And you have to list it with Wait, yeah, did yeah, she, yeah, you're right. You're did right. she give him right. the negotiations, marketing advice? Did she tell, help him choose colors for the exterior? Because that was your idea too, right? The exterior? That was Carla's idea. Is yeah. it See? a single family? Well, I actually showed it to her and then I ran it by her. <laughs> That's, he's going to devalue my services, Melissa. But how are you and how is your new construction? How are your clients treating you this year? Good. Very <laughs> good. You know, everyone's very demanding, though. Everybody wants everything sold immediately. Yeah. Super Bowl's over. Right. So everything should be sold. So the sp- spring market, right? The expectations. Yeah. I mean, spring market really starts revving up mid-January in Chicago. And uh, every bit of February, March, April, May. And then we see it trending off after that. So, so what are you telling your clients now that we're like in an adjustment market period? We are. Um, it's just taking longer market times. Why is that, in- though? Touch on why. Longer market times. Yep. More inventory. Um, buyers don't feel so compelled to buy because interest rates are pretty stable. They're not really moving up right now. They're kind of staying around 4, 3, 4.35%. <laughs> Excuse me. So Or 4.5. So they're not really trending up. And so they, they're taking more time. They're looking at a lot of inventory before they pull the trigger. In your market, though? In my market. Talk yeah. a little bit about what that market is. So, well, really, basically, every i more comfortable selling things north of Ogden, all all the way north to through Old Town or through um, uh, Uptown, and uh, from the lake west, west to the northwest side. I mean, so much higher price points. In some cases, yes. Okay. In some cases, yes. And a lot of the stuff that you guys are currently working on is new construction. Yeah. I tend to sell more new construction development because I'll sell the land to the developers and they relist the properties with me. Perfect. So what are you seeing as far as new construction? Is it moving faster than existing homes or? New construction always moves faster. New is new, old is old. So that's why I like it. And people and buyers are willing to pay a premium because it is brand new? They are. Okay. So what are you looking at as far as someone wants to start building new construction? What is the turnaround time? Well, it depends if you need zoning. If you need zoning, you're you're into, into it for about 120 to 160 days before that's completed. And then depending on what you're building, if you're building a six-flat or a three-flat, it's going to be about a six- to seven-month turnaround time on that, okay. depending on the size of the building. A single-family home is going to be about six to six months. Okay. Gotcha. 
That's excellent news because it's good to hear that there's more inventory hitting the market. And what kind of inventory are you doing more? Like it's a single family or a multi-unit? A lot of single, multi-family primarily. Okay. Um, single families, I do have some in the pipeline, but primarily multi-family units. Bigger developments too. Yeah, and I, I, fear, I feel, and you may not disagree with this, so let me know what your thoughts are, but more people are gravitating to that multi-unit platform just because there is money coming in and it can subsidize some of the costs, the carrying costs, especially with property taxes going up and being higher. You mean the buyer or the, the buyer, builder? Sorry, yeah. Yes, I think so. Um, and it's affordable. It's just more affordable for the for the, the masses of the buyers. Your single families in my market, they're at seven figures or maybe eight fifty. 900,000. So your buyer pool is a lot less people that can afford that price point. So um, so for multifamilies, starting anywhere, if you're priced under 500,000, they're, they're selling quick, very quick. Anything over than that, it's a longer market times because there is more inventory. Are you seeing a reduction in prices because of that? I'm not seeing a reduction in prices. I'm just seeing more of a stabilization in prices, a little bit more negotiation going on. Um, but people are still willing to pay that premium, you know, okay. for new construction. Hmm. And how long have you been uh, helping clients with the new construction process? I got into new construction 15 years okay. for new construction development. And I know the process is a bit difficult, right? Because it's from permits, pulling permits, and expediting permits at some point because it takes a while to get the permits issued. So do you guys have projects staggered so that you're closing one and bringing the other one on? Or do you have multiple uh, investors that you're working with? Well, I um, I basically, my business is I'll sell the land to mm-hmm. the developer and then he'll rezone. And I help along with that process. I'll go to the community meetings and just, you know, work on getting whatever he needs done or, or she, whatever they need to, to have done. And then we do some pre-marketing and go to market. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes in between conceptual plans, architecture changes, aldermen, um, community groups, getting your construction finance in order. So, uh, but I love that process. And, and I'm involved in that process. And I understand numbers very well with building new construction development. That's why when I do bring land to a builder – I know that this is a deal. I don't just say, here it is, figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, I love that because it, it, it makes you different from other realtors, right? So if someone were looking to invest or buy a property or get into the investment, how can they reach you? Oh, they can call me at my number or I'm uh, Melissa at Sergio and Banks, my website or my email address. You can give your number. Six, <laughs> oh, my number, 630 630- Nine seven three seven seven four five or Melissa at SergioAndBanks.com. And Melissa has an eye for beautiful properties because I've seen some of hers and I've actually reached out to you, I believe, in the past because they're always so gorgeous, right? There's nothing wrong with new construction when you're, you can envision yourself in a space sometimes in existing homes, but when you're in new construction, I mean, everything's lovely. The colors that you choose, your kitchens are beautiful. So kudos to you. You're doing a great job. Thank you. So my builders are doing a great job. They are. Yeah. Is there a particular property that you want to? showcase right now with us? I would. I What's Right that? now, uh, ready to go. I have a fabulous project in Old Town at 1540 North North Park. It's a really sexy seven-unit mm-hmm. private elevator entry building. And the penthouse is spectacular, listed at $1.8 million. It's a single-family home uh, on one level. That street, the single-family sell for $3 million, so this is a very wow. good deal. It also has parking. Um, and the simplex units, three-bed, two-bath, really nicely priced, very 
really nice building on a side street in Old Town. was not easy getting zoning there. Wow. Um, also have a really awesome project, 48 units. There are six, eight, excuse me, eight six-unit buildings in Noble Square. I just I launched it last weekend. I love Noble Square. Yeah. It is amazing, the location, the walkability. I think there's an upside there, too. Oh, I really awesome. do. See, that's the secret that you want to pay attention mm-hmm. to because if you're looking to get into this type of business, then you need to know where to where to go and where people are breaking ground so that you can follow trends. If you're not there where you're a trend creator at this point. There really is. And the new cons- they're extra wide units and a great outdoor space, really nice floor plans. We have open houses there every weekend from uh, from 11 to 2. So I'd love for people to come by and see it. We just Beautiful. sold a couple of them. Uh, this weekend. Sweet. Love it. Melissa, it's got to be so much fun to sell new constructions. Kudos to you and much success in 2019. It's not everything I do, but (laughs) I I do like it. But we wanted to showcase your awesome tonight today because our show topic is about new construction and, you know, just going back to you, Graco, you're doing a great job with your your project. What What do you have to share as far as like the craziness that goes behind flipping a property? I know it's not brand new construction, but the process is pretty similar, isn't it? Yeah, well, this was a complete gut. So we took it down to the studs, down to the brick where we're bringing in New electrical, new plumbing, new HVACs, windows, roofs, insulation. So it's not new construction built from the ground up, but everything in it is new. Um, And that process is time consuming, but we were able to get through it. Today was a crazy day because today is cleanup day. We're actually getting ready for furniture to arrive tomorrow. So we're excited to show this property and hopefully we can be ready this weekend. So keep you posted on that. This is a mod flip, by the way, our producer is in my ear, but I don't have an earpiece <laughs> telling me that this is a mod flip. Oh my God, that is hilarious. So <laughs> He just came up with that right now, guys. Actually, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to need my legal department to, <laughs> don't to, have a legal department. Or to confirm that. <laughs> this is a mod flip. Every time Graco says the word mod, you don't understand. I have to be very she careful so afraid what he's doing out there in the field. Like, Have you ever had a partner that's always like, selling things and you're like what are you selling people what are you telling people it's kind of crazy but that's why i have attorneys that represent me like the beautiful (laughs) crystal how are you i'm doing well how are y'all good so what do we have here let's do a proper intro let's do a proper intro who's the other gentleman i you know i'm all like is this mr henderson henderson banks it is how are you mr dapper (laughs) i'm all right he's checking my pocket square (laughs) (laughs) thanks for coming in guys absolutely tell us a little bit about yourselves and your firm what you guys are doing in the new construction world. Absolutely. My name is Henderson Banks. As mentioned, we have a firm, Henderson Banks Law, here in the city of Chicago. I'm a native of the west side of Chicago. Um, uh, been partner, um, practicing for going on five years now. No way. Uh, absolutely. How old are you? It's like, the baby face. Is he it's like, four? are you two He's like 31? Like <laughs> right? I, I love boy. it. Yes, okay. awesome. 31. Good, Good for you. you. Seriously, I'm proud. Good for you. Absolutely. Um, we have a firm. Our firm um, primarily focuses on real estate, employment, and personal injury. Um, and I really enjoy the opportunity to work um, really with, um, you know, people have helped me to get to where I am today and give back to my community. Um, being an attorney has helped me, you know, to give, afforded me that opportunity. I so, love it. And, you know, as a realtor, from a realtor's perspective, it's really hard to hire an attorney for your clients. I mean, sometimes our <laughs> clients have their own attorney, but when yeah. they ask you, right, because when we're controlling the transaction, we're kind of like the liaisons between the appraisers, the inspectors, the attorneys, the lenders. And then when it's like our choice, we're like, we want someone that is going to be responsive, 
who is going to do things immediately. And I think I send, I text her and then I press send and she's already got a response. Like, oh, and not yeah. just a two second response. I mean, a, thr- a long <laughs> email <laughs> about what she's doing, what she's going to do and what she's been able to accomplish and negotiate on behalf of our clients. So thank you so much, Chris. Oh, no problem. Um, something like Henderson, I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So for me to give back to clients and provide the best customer service, as an attorney, it is a form of customer service. We're helping others um, get what they want and assuring that our clients are protected. And I do think proper communication and to remain organized goes a long way. And it makes uh, future complications, if they do arise, uh, you're able to navigate them a lot clearer than if you gave the one-word answer because there's so much going on as an attorney. You have several clients, especially in the real estate industry. So it's Not nice to, mention, to have the it's, sentences. Um, it's, uh, it's a very... It's a big transaction to purchase real estate, and I think there could be a lot of anxiety, especially for um, first-home time buyers and things of that nature. So uh, having someone respond to you, be very responsive, it can kind of help ease some of that anxiety of, you know, doing something for the first time. Yeah, I pride myself on if you're not responding in 30 seconds, there's a problem, (laughs) at least the way that I run my well, I'm pretty sure you don't even need a real, uh, an attorney. You're your own realtor. Well, no, I'm my <laughs> own lender. Right? I do the financing. But as a first-time buyer, they do have all these questions and sometimes, you know, second-guessing, should I be moving forward? And when they're asking these questions, you have to respond in a timely manner. Absolutely. Or if the attorney's reaching out, asking questions on the process of the financing, where we're at in the underwriting stage, it's important that we respond fast. So I make it a point that myself or the team is always responding in a quick, timely manner because it's and courtesy. That's true. It's I courtesy. think, like, Graco and I have been a team for a bit now, so it's, it's you know, we kind of gel together. We understand what the expectations are for our clients, and we have that same vision where it's the client first. So when people ask, like, what is your brand, right? My brand is my client service to my clients. Wait, I go above and beyond the transaction. But one of the cool things is that, obviously, Georgette introduced us. Mm-hmm. She's with uh, Title Trust One. Um, so thank you, Georgette, for the introduction because I was like, okay, this client is very type A, very demanding. And me trust that. me, I appreciate a client <laughs> that knows what they want because it's easier to service them, right? Um, you have to manage the expectations. And he literally said to me, I have an attorney, but if you trust your attorney, then I will hire them. So my business is on the line because I said, do you trust this group of people? And Jordette said, absolutely, I trust them. They're with me, trust one. Um, so I want you to give them a chance. So I did. I made the introduction. And for the first time, I was like kind of freaking out because Henderson wasn't responding to me. And then all of a sudden, he's like, I'm so sorry. You were at a closing or something. Yeah. And it was like seriously within 30 minutes. But I'm not 30. I have no patience. So, <laughs> But when, she, when Crystal took over, sorry, Henderson. <laughs> she came. Killed it. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And so thank you, Georgette, for helping you grow your business because I think she's amazing. She's a great she liaison. Is. Absolutely. Can't thank her enough. I love Georgette. So do you Trust guys me. primarily like, uh, you mentioned you guys practice a different side of law at mm-hmm. the firm, but do you guys primarily focus on the real estate? Yes. Well, okay. I think it's, yeah, we both focus on real estate. Uh, it's more of my thing. That's why when uh, it was brought to us, um, I kind of took control over uh, this transaction. Um, but I do go to Henderson. He has been practicing longer mm-hmm. uh, for those questions to be answered and just an overview of things. And are you guys accessible after hours? Absolutely. Oh, that's his <laughs> motto. Okay. There's no closing. Good. What's closing? You give your client your private number. Good. 
<laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. while we're on the subject of new construction, Henderson, can you walk us through uh, the differences in dealing or negotiating on behalf of a client that's purchasing new construction versus an existing home? What kind of contracts do you use? So typically, um, you know, when a client is purchasing um, or having a home built, essentially, or new construction, uh, we're talking about a, de- a developer contract. And so in some instances, a developer or builder or contractor may have a contract already drafted for a client, to, for a buyer to sign. In some instances, both parties may involve their attorney to actually negotiate and draft that contract. Um, either way, it's very um, important to have an attorney involved, regardless of which, which route you take. Um, and then, you know, from there, um, it's just negotiating the terms of the contract, making sure that you protect your client and making sure what they expect the home to look like is reflected in the contract. And that's good advice because I think that most realtors don't transact in a new construction arena. So we're used to the multi-bore contract. And so we're not looking at the additional stuff that the developer has added into that contract. And sometimes it's where your earnest deposit is non-refundable mm-hmm. or there's a um, you know a per diem if, the, if you don't close on time, but then they have the ability to extend it if they weren't able to get the contracts and get the product you know brought onto or the, the home brought onto the market when the client is ready to move. And also like the punch list, right? If it's not mm-hmm itemize in there. We've had, Grok and I are working on a new construction project where literally they retraded on all or some of the items. They were like, oh, but you didn't tell us that, you know, you wanted a sink in the washer and dryer room. We're like, we, did, we, we thought it was part of it. Like, you know, <laughs> what is it? Or they're saying, oh, now you have to pay for hardwood floors upstairs. And we're like, no, you're not retrading that because I have photogenic memory. And I remember <laughs> specifically saying that was included. And so we have all the documents. But you need to align yourself with an, an attorney that really understands the type of purchase. Right. You can't assume um, in any instance. And even if you agree to something verbally, it has to be memorialized with a contract because that is really the only thing that um, that can protect you. Um, so it's extremely important. I'm going to call you on my next new construction then. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. <laughs> like that. It's going to be overwhelming. And it needs to retrace you over and over and over again. <laughs> call Crystal. She'll have patience for you. Well, you know, it's important <laughs> because there are a lot of terms on the punch list that you have. Um, sometimes if you're doing this on your own and you don't have an attorney, you're not going to know what to add or subtract or know what you can actually negotiate. Sometimes buyers think, well, I have to just go with what they're offering me when you can negotiate literally every single term within the contract have your attorney modify things or even the brand of the products that go into your home like making sure generic things aren't used if that's not what you want just specifying being as detailed as possible you know good mm. advice good advice and finally i don't know who wants to take this question <laughs> but can. be my guest um so when it comes to illinois law do do is it mandatory to have an attorney uh, do the transaction or close the transaction so it's not mandatory but it is highly required it is highly recommended um, because, I, I mean, I would say uh, normally a developer would normally have a, uh, an attorney present in negotiating um, with a, a developer and not having an attorney, I think, puts you at a, a very big disadvantage. I also think having an attorney um, can help save you money down the line because attorneys have the foresight to know what type of issues lead to litigation, which can be much more expensive and then they can try to address those issues at the stage where you're drafting and negotiating the contract, which is really important. 
great advice. I mean, I truly agree. It's just like having an inspection, right? It's not mandatory, but we highly recommend it. Um, as far as a realtor, there's so many documents that we're not going to have the opportunity to read, like your condo docs and bylaws, rules and regulations, budgets, meeting minutes. And I know, Crystal, you actually took the time yep. to review all those documents for my clients. So, you know, when you're looking and you're the fir- you're a first-time buyer, I know this is like very it's nerve-wracking, right? So you have to align yourself with someone who's willing to spend the extra time. Can I tell you, not everybody reviews those documents. Really? I just, I don't know. I just would like for my client to have an idea of what they're stepping into, um, especially before the transaction has gone through all the way. I mean, that's something that we like to do at Henderson Banks Law. We love to go the extra mile um, for our clients. We are smaller, um, so we do pay attention to detail. I love paying attention to detail. It's And I love you for being here. So where can our audience get a hold of you? Uh, You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Henderson Banks Law. You can contact us at 773-383-3289 or um, we have a website, Henderson Banks Law. See, don't you just love him? He went ahead and gave the number. Melissa was a little shy about it. <laughs> it's He's so like, easy I'm for take him. Everything's his name. <laughs> <laughs> Should be. You're like, I need to partner that and have like my name there too. <laughs> well, I actually chose the name for the oh. firm. Oh, look at yeah. you. Well, Should awesome. Nice. Guys, good luck with your Thank business. You coming, I truly guys. appreciate it. Absolutely. Everything Thanks you're for having us. Thank we'll you so much. Isn't that great? See, you're going to hire them. You're going to tell all your realtors about how amazing they are. And he dresses well. <laughs> <laughs> that means a lot. That means a lot to Graco. Um, so great stuff. They are really amazing. And seriously, it is very nerve wracking to be able to tell your clients that yes, you use someone and you respect them and you trust them when you're like it's the first time. And so you don't want to be let down. And these kids have definitely not let me down. So I think Georgette who's um, not watching, may or may not be watching this. Happy birthday to your son. She's an amazing mom and an amazing partner here with us at Market Overdrive. And happy birthday. And uh, thank you for the relationship and introducing us to this wonderful group. Yeah, that was an awesome segment. Appreciate it, guys. So we're going to be moving on. Who is next in the hot seat car in your rundown? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I can't stand you today. Okay. Uh, Nancy, how are you? Great. Nancy I was going to say your last name, but I know I'm right? going to mess it up. So it's okay. It's to Sony. Sony. Okay, there you go. Lucky like baloney, right? Yes, I'm lucky to love my husband a lot for marrying him <laughs> with that <laughs> last name. So thank you, honey. I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate you coming. Thanks uh, for having tell us me. a little bit about Sotheby's and what's going on in your uh, industry right now. Sure. Um, lots of exciting stuff going on. Um, I work for. Um, Jameson Sotheby's International Realty, which is a really exciting and um, innovative company that kind of blends, you know, the old with the new. You have the Sotheby's name with some really um, insanely innovative technology and um, is really has helped propel me to the next level in my career. So I'm really excited to be with them. Um, I focus generally on the higher end luxury market. So um, the majority of my practice is um, at the $1 million plus price point and all the way up to um, were the highest sales of of the year in 2018 and uh, also sell new construction and do um, resale uh, business in that price point. Um, Excellent. So it's always good to have two realtors who give you know their opinion on the market. So it sounds like you're with on Melissa's uh, category. So are you seeing the same thing? What are your What are you seeing in the spring market? Um, so well, first and foremost, I think that um, a lot of people look at the Chicago market on too much of a macro level, and I think we're made up of a lot of different neighborhoods, and then within those neighborhoods, different products. So I think we, if we take a look at the high end Gold Coast condo market, we're going to see a 
lot different statistics. And if we were to take a look at the two-bedroom, two-bath condo market in Lincoln Park or in Bucktown or wherever it may be. So um, as I see it, um, I think there's a lot of exciting stuff happening in the um, higher-end new construction market. Um, We had, I just came off of a building, Number 9 Walton, which sold out um, with the highest price points um, in Chicago. And if I had three more of those buildings in the same location, I could have sold three more of them. So um, so that market, I see um, uh, generally buyers looking for new, people want turnkey, and I think that's actually universal throughout the luxury market in other areas of the city as well. Sorry to cut you off, but can you touch on that Walton and why it's sold out so fast? Uh, that's a great question. I think it was um, a combination. One, it's an absolutely stunning building. Mm-hmm. Um, the developer, JDL Development, um, hit the market at a great time where there was no um, no luxury new construction, um, frankly, no new construction because there was no funding for new construction. Um, he has an eye for greatness and was able to pick up um, kind of the last prime Gold Coast location. Um, when we got to the selling process, we found that there were a number of buyers looking to move to the city from the suburbs. Um, and these buyers had a lot of money and were looking for large spaces. Um, similarly, in the city, moving from um, either other luxury high rises or also single family homes into um, number nine. Walton. And there you will find absolute five-star services and amenities. And um, that was very popular. Large spaces were hard to find. Large outdoor spaces don't exist um, all too much in high rises. And so, you know, the combination of all of that uh, just and the timing was just kind of magical for that building. Is this a true story that the developer was living across the street, stepped out to his balcony, saw the empty lot, and kind of decided that he wanted to build there. Is that true? That's a true story. Um, he, I would say, he looked at the empty lot for a while. It was, mm-hmm. uh, it was a, kind of a, a post-crash empty site, shall we call it, um, and just knew what he could do with the site, and um, kind of wanted that to be his legacy, and now lives there. So. That's amazing a great story. Yeah. I love it. So I like that you said that we look at this market from a macro versus micro. Um, can you tell me where are these buyers coming from and are they local buyers or are they coming from other places? Sure. Um, well, if you take a look at, if you focus particularly on the Gold Coast area or even the downtown market in general, um, that seems to be a, se- a central location where people will come from um, surrounding suburbs. Also, if they're transferring in from out of town, um, Gold Coast, Lincoln Park are kind of names that everybody knows and um, really highly desirable places to live. So I do see um, you know, a lot of local people just looking for smaller spaces, um, still want you know, brand new luxury, um, you know, the highest end possible we see a lot. And so I'm I'm not seeing uh, many people come in internationally, um, but am seeing people coming in uh, who own multiple properties throughout the U.S. Um, in a warm climate and other um, urban areas as well. Some so. pretty big names in that building I was reading. A couple celebs and He's athletes. He's like stalking the building and everybody who lives there. <laughs> no Are you going to buy a unit there, Rocco? <laughs> My daughter goes to school across the street, so I follow that building well. <laughs> right. Um, so. so he's that little kid who's yeah. like, wow, one yeah. day me. <laughs> 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 Can you at least invite him to one of your showrooms or maybe a, we were a actually, private party? You know what? We, we actually <laughs> wanted to film you. a segment there. We reached out to the developer, and they <laughs> never got back to us. Oh, you reached he out to the wrong on. person. Yeah. <laughs> he got the market overdrive, and he starts calling and making phone calls. I bet he did. Did she not respond to you, Grocco? She did not. 
Yep. See, now we're going to put I was too busy the selling them. <laughs> Sorry. That's what You're he does. Now. Thank you. That's why we have such great content here. Thank you so much, Nancy, for sharing that information with us. And so where can we get a hold of you? Um, so you can Google me, Nancy Tassoni, um, T-A-S-S-O-N-E. Uh, not hard to spell, but hard to say. And um, you can also reach me on my cell phone at 312-215-9701. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. And I'd love to hear from you. That's cool. awesome. Thank you Thank so you much for, for coming. coming. Thanks again Appreciate for having me. We still need a tour, though, of that building. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> See, he's going to no, still leverage the show so he can get something out of it. You leverage the show every day. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Insanity. Um, but one of the cool things that I, I said to Nancy when she came in the, in the studio, I was like, you're so put together. You know what I mean? Because she's like so professional, and I'm always like a chaotic mess. <laughs> You can no see you do all right. You I do all right. For that. <laughs> you do all right. But great stuff. I mean, lo- I love that we're you know we're we're doing so many different things here on Market Overdrive. We have great talent, uh, great guests that are coming in, and we have a full crew. I mean, we can't take credit for everything that gets done. You have yeah. no idea how many pens are in this. We just show up. <laughs> we just show and up. And then there's a lot of back end people really doing this stuff that yes. want to kill Carla day to day. But we can't do this without the crew, so we appreciate all the help. We do. Nico, who's watching, thank you, and he's here texting me everything. Yep. I know that there's a question yes. someone asked, um, but I'm going to wait for one of our realtors um, to answer the question for you. Um, but before we move on, why don't we introduce our co-host yes, guest here. What's going on, guys? How are you, sir? So good. We get, Wait, we have call-in uh, questions or they were online so they're sending us these messages this is what's great about the program is it continues to evolve and we're doing things that uh get people involved outside of just the studio so that's awesome yeah the interaction is 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 a must nice (laughs) i love it and then uh, right we're starting to see a live audience and they're back there in the production room um so lots of great energy in the studio so it's crazy to keep it all together and manage it and we're having like musical chairs people are moving in and moving out <laughs> we're doing good we're, we're right on time right, we're on, right on track yeah. and remember like- we're still realtors so we're doing this and producing this just for you so we can elevate your real estate IQ it takes a lot of work but we do it with love um, because we know that there's a, there's a need for this right. type of information right I mean what are you're new on the show what are people telling you so what we really like is the fact that you're actually giving some education and you're giving back so so many programs uh, especially in real estate what they're doing is they're just promoting themselves and what we really like here is to have guests on that could help other agents grow their business. And so that's the reason why today I have two great guests that we are really excited to have on. Introduce them. Yes. Yeah. So to my left, right? I wish there was a drum roll. Something <laughs> fun, like <laughs> drum roll, please. <laughs> guys, I have Zach Gallen and Jason Stratton, and it is a pleasure to have you guys here. Thanks, Thanks for, for having us. us. Yep. Perfect. So... One of the things that I wanted to do was make sure that we had people that weren't just talking about the great things, but also some of the tough things. And that's what you're going to do. You Uh-oh, cringe. we're getting real? Yeah, okay. you got to be real. you got to keep it keep real. Keep it real. So we <laughs> that's have going to couple- be your segment, Joel. Sorry to call you up. Keep it real with Joel. Keep it real. It might be the name of the new book, I've heard right? that somewhere before. <laughs> keep it real with Joel. <laughs> mm. <laughs> we have a couple of questions, so I'll kick it back to you. Okay, let's do it. Well, first of all, gentlemen, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Give us a little bit about you. You go first. Yep. My name is Zach Gallen. I mm-hmm. um, work with the Clopas Stratton team here. I've been in real estate for a little bit over three years. Um, oh, welcome. Came from uh, hospitality and you know, thought it would be a fun way to you know, take care of people and take care of them the right way that a broker should take care of them. So, so you understand the, the, the goodness of service, right? Definitely. I love service. <laughs> love seeing the client happy at the end of the day. 
best times at the closing table and they're happy i'm happy everybody's happy so how's he doing <laughs> is this where we keep it real that was really positive <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know if i can be that positive how, how many years have you been doing real estate? uh 15 right so a while my name's jason stratton from the clopas stratton team and um i didn't come from the service but i came from kind of a place where you i think you i think the service industry and where i came from you just learn how to kind of learn how to um, you know, eat crow every once in a while and, and just know that sometimes you're going to have to do what you have to do for the betterment of other people. And I think that's what makes uh, a great service person and a great realtor, to tell you the truth. I think that's the key. Completely, completely agree. And while we were originally talking about new construction, I think this crew is going to change it a little bit and inform you or just guide you through the process of, I understand you're working with uh, renters or tenants and you're in introducing them with the concept of mm-hmm. buying their first property and I was looking at some of the things that you'd share with us earlier in the pre-production part of the show and you mentioned that managing expectations so this is where we keep it real yeah you know right. I got I got a phone call and I'd happened to just finish an open house and it was like it was just leaving and then getting getting a call from Joel and I was like I was like, like, we got to think of something to talk about. And I'm like, I'm like, listen. And I was just mentally on fire. So I just spit out all this <laughs> oh, stuff. Yeah, so he came in here to vent. So Nick is not here. Usually he uses this for therapy, but please go ahead. <laughs> no, no. And it was just like, it just, it just like, not only, it was not only just renters, which is a whole segment in itself, but also just first time buyers and people getting out into the uh into the buying process and just you know being january and february it's kind of a time where everyone's kind of collecting data and kind of like i always say to my clients i'm like listen it's time to do reconnaissance right let's go out there see what pricing get what it gets us see what comes with that and kind of just like keeping it real like what can you afford and um i think a lot of times realtors are not real if we can keep on that if if we can keep on that theme and letting their clients know what they actually can afford. And when you're being at open houses and you're at showings, when your client just starts being completely unrealistic, a great agent should reel them in and say, hey, listen, that's great, but you can't afford that. And I think it takes someone, <laughs> I, I, I do it all the time. I so, yes. And I think it takes someone seasoned enough or secure enough with the relationship they have with their client to be like, hey, listen, that's just not what's in the cards for you. Right. And but let's know what's in the cards and get the best thing that you can do. And we kind of brought that up because you get all of these people that are renters now who are in full amenity buildings, paying all this money in rent, and they always come to showings and you know and when I'm you know you're talking to the, the person that's there and like, well, I'm renting here, renting there. I always say, What are you paying? And they're always like, Oh, I'm paying four or five thousand dollars for a two bedroom. I'm like, yeah. all right, well. That's you know that's a million dollar home. So I don't know what, you know what well, you're not doing. Not only the, the the property itself, right? But we, if you're in a full amenity building and you're accustomed to that lifestyle, it's going to cost you a little so, bit more in assessments. So obviously, the higher the assessments, the higher the monthly payment. So what do you say to people when, like you said, manage their expectations about what they want versus what they can afford? Well, yeah, I, w- I would say too. A lot of times with me, when people come from these buildings, the actual square footage and some of the value that they're getting out of their actual unit isn't the same as if you're getting one of these units that you're purchasing as well. Yeah, you get really wowed in by the big pool and the fun amenities and the big workout room, but a lot of it's some smoke and mirrors as far as the building goes. They hook you in with all these nice little perks that the building has, but the unit itself isn't anything special. I mean, as far as touching on um, 
you know, what else they can get in managing the expectations. Yes, there's HOAs, and I think there are some buildings out there that have more reasonable HOAs. And for the cost that you're saving, go get a personal trainer at East Bank Club. <laughs> I mean, I've literally told that to clients before, and they thought about it. They're like, how often am I still going to go to use my building if I'm still going to have my gym membership elsewhere? And a lot of people don't see that. And, yes, there are certain people that want to have the high amenity buildings or some of the more luxury style buildings with high HOAs, and that's fine too. But especially for the first time home buyers, I think um, they need to be a little bit more open minded to you know managing their expectations and keeping it real with what they can afford and where they can get it. That or just call Joel and see if he can up your budget. <laughs> Wait, say it again. Say that exact again. It and was, you call Joel and no, see, no, okay. just oh. call Joel, right? Okay. That was the idea behind that was it. Right? I've seen that somewhere. Just call Joel and find out what you're approved for. But joking aside, it's really true. you got to find out before an agent goes in and really shows them something, you need somebody that's going to teach them what they can afford so that an agent can really go do their job. So, Joel, I'm, I'm a first-time home buyer. I pay $5,000 a month at Block 37 at sure. Marquee. I have to put down 20%, right? Wow. What a tee-up, right? <laughs> the idea right now that we're going to get into right now. I love is it. that you will be able to put less down. Right now, a lot of programs that we're working with at Guaranteed Rate will allow to 5% down all the way up to $3 million. I mean, I'm glad that you said that, though. But, like, seriously, $5,000 for a rental property and you're not building any long-term wealth or any equity by, you know, keeping this property. I mean, we obviously know that real estate is the – not the easiest, right? Because you have to have patience and over time build a portfolio. But where you're going to actually save money, the property's going to be valued higher over time. And then it's a utilitarian product because you get to live in it and you also get to save money while you're owning it. So what do you say to your young buyers who are paying $5,000 and not even looking into the options of getting financing so they can actually own the product? And don't forget, it's not 5000 So if you're right. 5000 we always talk about this. When I sit down, I say, it's not 5000 It's actually seven or seven and a half because you're forgetting that you need to really multiply that five grand by 1.4 because you're not getting any tax savings in February. And that's an opportunity cost. So you're not getting that money back in February, which means you're, using, you're losing that that's money. Right. So a $5,000 rental is really about seven or 7,500. Plus there's no equity involved. But I love the fact that you brought up utility because I think this over the last like 10 years with the up and down in real estate, people are always looking at real estate as an investment and that's it. And they never realize that, hold up, not only are you making money and not only are you saving tax money, but there's utility. Like there is actually, I use that word all the time with my clients. I'm like, you're living there. It's providing shelter on your head. And I'm like, and no one values that because they just look at everything now as so cut and dry and so dollars. And it's just like the most awful way to look at it. But you, and, and people need, realtors, a need to educate that, that there's other value to that aspect. You know, oh, I didn't make any money. I'm like, yes, but you live somewhere for 10 years. It cost you no money and you're making $200,000 in the payments that you made and you got tax savings and you're getting it back. Like you can't forget that. Yeah. And these people that are renting are getting none of that at all. Well, it's cool that you say that because I think people forget history, right? I think that if you go back in time and you look at our founding fathers, like the way they created wealth and why they were in that position to be leaders is because they were landowners, right? And the people who were not landowners were working for them in some cases for free, but we're not going to go there. But historically, the way people have created wealth for each other, for ourselves, is through property and owning land. And so it's funny that today we have to convince people of the reason why they should invest in real estate versus it being like kind of 
you know, like no, a no brainer, like, hello, duh, like, what are you doing differently? And why you have these commitment issues? Why are you deciding that it's, you know, not it's the risky vehicle when, you know, the stock market is volatile as well. I have a question for Jason here. You you talk about this a lot. A lot of times buyers come in and they kind of have this poker face. They show zero interest, right, in a property while they're in a showing. Tell me how you turn that around. What are some of the things that you do to make sure that the buyer doesn't offend the listing agent? Well, I'll always say that, like, you know, like if I have a buyer and I walk into a place and the buyer, like right off the bat, starts being nasty, you know, I'll grab my client and go, listen, there's 15 people in this place. There's going to be multiple offers. And if you like it, let me tell you something. They're going to take all the offers, like what I do, mm-hmm. and I call my owner, and I'm like, here are the offers, and here are people that like the place and didn't like the place. You know, our job is to get it to the closing table. If you go into a place and you just poo-poo the place yes. without a lack of a better word, that is going to make its way to the seller. No one is telling you you have to pay more than you want to the place. Like, I always think, like, oh, if I go in there and I say I like the place – you know, I'm going to end up paying X dollars. No, wait, wait, someone holding a gun and saying, you have to pay this much That's since you liked point. it. No. But what you do is, is that you're going to make a connection to the place. The broker is going to remember the connection and they're going to go, you know what? They love the place. They see themselves there. It's still an emotional, you know, it's still an emotional transaction. And those negative emotions are going to resonate throughout and you're going to lose a place. There's no reason for you to go in and be nasty. I think it just sets the bad precedent for everything. And I've seen and I've been part of people lining up offers and saying, okay, who really liked the place? And you're like, you know, hey, these people were really into it. They loved it. These people didn't. These people didn't like it. These people said this. And, you know, and we have to advise our client, listen, this person's probably going to be, you know, tough on inspections, this or that. I just I, think it's, it's, just, it's just something that's not necessary to do. I like that you say that because I think that people forget, you know, everybody has a different style of negotiation. So some realtors will, in fact, advise their clients not to look overly excited about the property. But it is important that you notice that you note that because especially in the multiple bidding wars, um, realtors do advise their clients on who's going to want the property more. And it's going to be a little bit more forgiving about repairs or forgiving about some of the issues that go with the timeline. Right. I'm going to go with someone that's more excited and it's going to go above and beyond to get the property. So I think it's a different market marketplace and that's really good advice actually yeah and people think there's not like people think that right now the market is soft or this or that i mean every weekend i have multiple properties or multiple offers and it comes down to who's excited about it writing a letter you know having pictures of your kids and how you know making an emotional attachment with the seller is huge and i think you know i had just come out of an open house where like three people loved it and two people were like really negative and then i got offers from the negative people and I got offers from the positive people. I'm like, well, these three people were really pleasant and these two people were not. And they're like, well, let's not be with non-pleasant people because we want this thing to close. And we want someone who loves the property like we loved it. You can't pull that away. You know, the utility that, that we're talking about in the past, like, you know, five minutes ago, you know, those people, that utility is, is part, of their, part of their life. And I like that you say that, uh, not about the utility, right? We understand what that means, but more so of like where you're talking about that under 500000 because I think you heard from Melissa and Nancy, and they were in a different price uh, price range. And so I feel that the other price uh, range, the lower, the 500 and below, so are average buyers, right? That's moving very fast, and you are seeing a lot of condos flying off the market. So and That market's moving really fast. Right. Um, because of the affordability index as well, um, Joel, right? This is, this is a first-time buyer per se, not a step-up buyer that has sold something 
it's getting the equity or the cash from that sale to buy something else. So how do you how do you package these deals for buyers who are buying for the first time? That's a good question. What we're seeing right now are people that are just out of school or maybe they're on uh, year two or three of rent. So they can what? Afford the payment, right? You're finding folks that are very comfortable with a certain dollar amount, but they have this preconceived notion, right? They still believe that they need to have what our parents had, this large down payment. Mm -hmm. And so once you can actually break through and do some of the education and talk about, you could buy a $500,000 place with 25 grand. Mm -hmm. That's what you're paying in about four or five months worth of rent. So we teach that. And then they actually can go out and provide uh, a roof over their head, but actually gain something, right? So it's the stopping from renting, no matter what the price point is. And what we're trying to do is teach those people that there are options without these crazy down payments. And so I think we're doing a pretty good job. <laughs> good advice, good advice. And I mean, Zach, you said that, I mean, you're young and you're working with a lot of young buyers and also people who are renting. Going back to that $5,000 um, example, right, for rent, are you seeing that there's a lot of roommate situations when people are renting or these are one person, one household person renting for 5000 Yeah, I would say a lot of them are sometimes roommate situations. And I've actually had a few clients that I've helped educate because I think, I think one topic that I think a lot of people are missing and the reason that they haven't made that transition yet is education. So I think if they were informed and they were given the buying power that they need and the confidence they need with the strong pre-approval letter and they know where they're at, something that Joel does very well, then I I think they would be more informed. And once they see the numbers, they'd be more likely to buy, which is what we try to do is to, you know, let them understand the market because it's something that they don't understand. I mean, if you're not in real estate or somebody hasn't told you how to do it, you don't know. You don't know the market. You you don't understand how to do that. Um, I have had a few clients that were in a roommate situation, purchased the place. They still get their same roommate to move in with them in the place they bought and helps pay their mortgage. So there are some options there as well to do the same thing. I really wanted you to say that because I think a lot of people forget. And sometimes people are just like, you know, I'm tired of renting. I'm tired of having roommates. I'm just going to buy one bedroom, maybe make the payment a bit a bit lower, but I want to have my own space. Uh, but going back into that example, uh, Joel, are there any loan programs for people who are buying and maybe have roommate situations? Can you consider that income to qualify for a loan? I just had one last week. It's called border income. Okay. And it does allow for somebody, if that person's been living with them for the last 12 months, Banks will allow you to use that income on the rental side to qualify for another place. So what it does is this. It allows somebody that thinks, I could never afford this type of mortgage on my own and that I have to go down to a smaller place. It allows them to qualify for a higher amount, which agents like, right? If, if I could sell a five or $600,000 place versus the $220,000 one bedroom, you're empowering them. And that's what I like to do is teach them some of the programs that most people don't know about. So in a lot of those situations, you can have somebody that's being rented or being paid rent, I should say, and have that qualify for a much larger purchase than just their income alone. Love that you say that. And I wish I could charge my kids rent so then I could afford more. Can I do that? Like, how can I get my roommates to pay me rent? Oh my gosh. That's right. So where can we get a hold of you guys? Share the information. Great stuff. Um, probably just our website's probably the best. It's clopastratton.com. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, clopastratton um, team, or cell phone. It's always on. 
5-1. All the way to midnight, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It buzzes. You actually don't stop working as a real estate agent, so anytime <laughs> you want to email or call us, just... I like how you lead on, and it's like, this is my radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> so where can they get a hold of you, though? Uh, you guys could message me on Instagram. You could see some upcoming projects we have at Chicago Real Estate Guy. Um, then you could give me a call or text at 630-926-6578. Um, got some good listings coming up. Would love to help out buyers, sellers, whatever anybody needs. Great stuff. And Joel, I'm going to put you on the on the spot because sure. I did send you an email. And I said, do you have any freebies <laughs> or anything to entice our first-time buyers to call you and maybe fire their landlord? <laughs> I'm always spending people's money. <laughs> oh, I like it. As you know, I talked about it on the show before, just giving back, right? The number one thing that I do that kind of sets me apart was last year I gave $271,000 of my commissions back to buyers. So for agents out there that are looking for a mortgage professional, what I do is I cover the guaranteed rate closing costs as well as the appraisal. So $1,500 off their fees. It goes a long way. It helps clients yeah. close. And so a $1,500 closing cost credit might not be the thing to get them over the hump, but it sure helps. Every little bit of uh, dollars that you can pay less at the closing table will help. And you guys can always find me. It's on Instagram, Cubs fan, mortgage man, or on Facebook, just call Joel. Or drive by Wrigley and see two of his signs back to back. I mean, oh, what are geez. they, 20 by 20? What signs are those? Oh, those 40 foot billboards? Yeah, yeah there's seven of them. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, there's a handful. So if you're Insanity. driving through Wrigley, you people kidding? know to just go to Oh my God. <laughs> <Talk>. Good stuff. <laughs> Greg is over there. Like, it's really what? cool. And I'd like to give Joel his time, you know, with his teams. Um, but it's really cool to also see a different perspective from the lending side right we've been on here for the last this is our fifth season yeah. but i always thought it'd be cool to share how you guys transact and how you go about um you know the the point that you made about the roommate not a lot of people know about that loan and it does exist you're right it's an option so that was very cool to give that perspective so there's a lot of great lenders and that's the reason why i love our back and forth you actually can share a room with people and if it's not all about you you can actually contribute and do something to help people sure. grow and you're awesome at it cool, i brother. love you man it's oh not God, valentine's bro day man. anymore but <laughs> i love you too, romance i yeah. love it I love you this too, is brother. great okay thank baby. well thank you joe for being here and seriously this is why market overdrive is one of those utopian platforms where we actually get to interview other realtors and lenders and we collaborate because seriously everybody transacts differently and maybe something that i haven't seen or haven't done another lender or a realtor is going to show you so we're able to diversify just the content that you're getting on the show and today um finally we're wrapping up our show but i did want to use this uh last uh, time to do a psa uh and invite one of my really beloved friends uh we become really close over what a week or so <laughs> as we've been collaborating and um she reached out to me uh from another friend who i had spoken at a panel for new york life and we had talked about being a businesswoman and so she's with latinista yeah, thank you so much for having me here. My name's Argelia Martinez, and I'm a Chicago girl, born and raised. Um, I'm actually also an owner of a of a unit, but I'm here to talk about the Latinista. So the Latinista was founded in 2012 by Yai Vargas. I'm so glad that you had um, an opportunity to also participate in one of our panels. And what the Latinista is, our mission is to empower women, and the way we do that is through dynamic workshops building community, and also just learning new skill sets. So by that movement, uh, Latinista was brought to Chicago last year. And since I've participated in the Latinista as a, I would say, like, planner, team member, we've really, um, 
attracted a lot of movers and shakers here within our industry in in Chicago. And we've done a dynamic number of workshops, one being on Saturday, which is called Stepping Into Your Full Self. And what we believe at the Latinista is really owning everything about yourself, your name, your accent, your everything that you that makes a part of you and stepping that into your career, into your personality, into everything. So what we have is Carla as our panelist, which we're so excited to have, along with other movers and shakers in Chicago, including uh, Terry Alvergeno, VP of Content from Univision. We have an amazing lifestyle coach and participation from MM LaFleur. Uh, Jesse Cisnero is joining us. So we're excited to be within a space, uh, Evolver, if you haven't heard about it. It's a creative workspace for women who also believe in what we believe in, uh, which is empowering women. And what better way to empower women through, like, financial um, empowerment, mm-hmm. through, like, real estate. Um, and in many other different ways, we're going to address that within the panel. I love it. And I want to thank you for including me in your panel. Obviously, I'm very humbled by the opportunity. But I think that, you know... I love the message that we're sending out to the women. And of course, this show is about real estate, right? But at the same time, I want to make sure that everybody has an opportunity to grow their business. And collaborating with other like-minded business women is something that I really uphold. Um, and one of my biggest, you know, movement per se this year is to empower women, but not just saying, you know, get up every day, one foot in front of the other, get up because, you know, we have different tasks and responsibilities. But more so, it's how to create financial, you know, just to be self-sufficient in from the wealth perspective, right? Um, I think that a lot of Women are scared to become homeowners. They're afraid to be uh, investors. And if I always say this, if I can do it, you can do it as well. And so one of my biggest messages, especially now where the affordability index has declined, is that buy multi-unit properties. And that's the message that we're going to carry on this Saturday because I think it's important for women to be self-sufficient and not have to worry about how you're going to pay that mortgage, how are you going to be able to afford that card, how are you going to be able to pay your credit cards if you have an investment vehicle that's generating um, money or residuals over time. So I want to thank you for the opportunity. And if you're in Chicago and have time to come out, can you give us the details about the event? Yeah, absolutely. Find um, details at The Latinista on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. It'll be at Evolve her at 12 o'clock from 12 to 2.30, and um, you can reach out for more information on, on my end as well, but you can also just go to La- The Latinista at uh, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Love it. Thank you so much. See how Thank she says it, Latinista. <laughs> Gracias. All right. Congrats. It's a show. That's a wrap. It is a wrap. It's a long show, but I hope you enjoy right. every one of our guests. Had lots of information, and thank you for co-producing this with me on the spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we want to thank everybody for watching and supporting Market Overdrive. We will be back next week. Uh, I will be covering the Remax conference out in Las Vegas, so we won't be in studio, but Carla will be holding it down here, and I believe Joel Schaub will be uh, in attendance. So thank you guys all for watching. Thank you for all of our sponsors. One last shout out to Home Depot. I appreciate you guys, and we will see you guys soon. Thank you.